Welcome back to Yesterday Today. I'm Jake Westbrook. It is Thanksgiving time around these parts, and, uh... Oh, hey, McLean, uh, you bring the uh, groceries in from the car there? Yeah, I got all, all we need here. I got the celery, I got some carrots, I got some potatoes, got breadcrumbs. Surprisingly, I was able to... I, I managed to get most of what we needed for Thanksgiving, even with all the concerns over shortages. Interesting. So I think we should be good on that front. That's nice. Uh, Willie was supposed to bring that turkey over uh, about an hour ago, so if he doesn't show up, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, really in trouble, folks. Our jan- we're, we're preparing a Thanksgiving dinner today at the studio because our janitor, Sydney, as you may know, has formed a one-man union. The International Brotherhood of Janitors that work in this specific building. Exactly. Yes. And our jobs are on the line if he does not get his demands, his demands being, of course, a Thanksgiving dinner. So this is the unfortunate circumstance that we're in. We got a little bit of time, though, before uh, before we have to provide, if you will, so... Yeah, Willie and Billy said that they were going to butcher the turkey that they procured last week through... I'd say a legal gray area. I wouldn't say it was. It was. I wouldn't say they stole it. Less than fully upright means. I would call that. Yeah. We we don't won't get too into it. But they said they were they were going to butcher it and then bring it over today and cook it. So we should be good on that front. Anyway, in the meantime, this is our Thanksgiving special episode of Yesterday Today, which is really the the third part of our month long Thanksgiving special. We kind of kind of go a little overboard on the holiday specials here, dragging them out. Probably way longer than they need to be dragged out. But hey, personally, I can't get enough of old old holiday-themed radio. So the more the better, in my opinion. So to kick things off, we're going to... Uh, um, what is that? Is that somebody knocking on the window? What's going on? What? Oh, what is... That's a good technique there, Billy. Boy, you put your knuckle through that window vein there. Right, good. All right, come on. we got to get this thing open. You taught me everything I know, oh. Pops. Oh, boy, this glass has cut me up real good. Hang on. Let me just, let me just wipe this off on the turkey here. Come on. Right. Willie, Willie, guy, Willie, Billy, guys, hey. You, oh. what, are you, what are you breaking in through the window for? I we have a door I, right there. I didn't realize y'all were home. Hey, come on. Open this thing up. Open this thing up. That'll save you, save you a char to the old window company. Why didn't you knock on the door? Well, we figured you didn't want to be interrupted on such a special holiday. So you broke a window. That makes total sense. Yeah. Well, we were kind of hoping y'all weren't home yet so as we could kind of go through your homely possessions before y'all arrived. Uh, Well, come on, open up now. It's cold out here, and I think I hear sirens in the distance. It's cold in here now. There's a... There's no window. Well, that'll... All right, you big baby. Put on a sweater. That'll tape up real good. All right, get in here. Where, where, where's the uh, where's the turkey? All right, all right, hang on, hang on. Billy's got it. Here, Billy, get get up to that window there. Give me your good leg. No, 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 your good leg, not your bum leg. Come on. Well, I have a bum leg, and then I have a bad leg. Which leg do you right, well, want? Just give me the bad one, and don't break the turkey's neck yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> wait, ow, ow, ow. Guys, that turkey is what, still wait, alive. Wait, the turkey's still alive? You said you were going to butcher it today. Well, yeah, it's still today, ain't it? You know turkey takes a while to cook, right? We kind of need a little bit more, you know, prep time than this. Yeah, he'll be all right. We've already got him started on his path to death anyway. Uh, you know, take a look at him. He's he's just about crossed over anyway. What do you mean? Can't you see the life draining out of his eyes? It's a look that I know all too well. See, this, uh, this turkey here, he's... Instead of letting him go violently, again, which was the whole thing that them thanks-living people didn't want, we're letting him go peacefully and quietly. We, we had to make an agreement with them since they were trying to press charges on account of us, you know, taking their property. 
Uh, funny that those people think animals are property, huh? Boy, <laughs> they just can't make up their dang minds. Anyway, they told us that we can't kill the turkey through violent or aggressive means. We're letting him slowly kill himself on alcohol. <laughs> Works out perfect. Wait, so you're killing the turkey by feeding him book whiskey and letting him die of alcohol poisoning? Hey, I'm brining him from the inside. It's an internal brining, all right? It's a, it's, a, it's a family technique, really. I'm teaching it to Billy. That makes it a family really, technique. if that would work, you should have been dead years ago. Oh, you ain't the first person to tell me that. Now, come on, clear off space on the table here. We got to get this thing up. It, it ain't going to run. Hell, it can't even walk. It might start hitting on you, though. I don't think this is the humane death that the thanks living folks had in mind. Yeah, can you guys kill him some other way and, and, you know, hurry up about it? Well, we could try something a little quicker. Let me check my bag to see what books I ain't turned into whiskey yet and try to find something suitable for, uh, you know, putting this thing out to pasture a little sooner, so to speak. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, 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 ooh, hey, look at this. Nietzsche. Yeah, that'll do. Get some Nietzsche on that bird. Come here, birdie. Take a look at this. This will make you want to end it real quick. <laughs> Nihilist philosophy. Yeah, I guess, that's one way to do it. I guess. Okay, all right. You guys, you know what? You guys do what you got to do. I'm going to start the show here. We got an episode here of Milton Burrow and his salute to Thanksgiving. And uh, when we come back from this, hopefully we'll have that bird in the oven. All right, all right Pops. All we got to do to cook this turkey with minimal effort is give it some sort of mildly serious illness to some varying degree. And if we get, you know, get it a, a, some type of fever, we can get its internal temperature enough to the point where we don't even have to cook the thing. Oh, the turkey cooks itself. We gotta get this thing sick. From Radio City in New York, here's the Milton Berle Show. With Kurt Kelton, Jack Albertson, Mary Ship, Johnny Gibson, Billy Sands, Frank Milano, our singing star Dick Carney, the music of Ray Block and his orchestra, and yours truly, Frank Dunn. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Thanksgiving week when we give thanks for so many wonderful things. That's right. You will now hear Milton Berle for half an hour. Let us give thanks. It is not a whole hour. <laughs> and here he is, Milton Berle. Thank you. Very good build-up again. Thank you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Gallup. What a week this has been. There hasn't been so much excitement since the day they picked up my option, dropped it, picked it up, dropped it, picked it up. I'm the only actor who has a contract written on a yo-yo. <laughs> contract written on a yo-yo. <laughs> that was nothing. What a week. <laughs> what a week this has been. First, first, there was the royal wedding of Elizabeth and Philip, and what a wedding cake they had, 20 feet high. And standing on top of the cake, they didn't have the ordinary little wax figures of a bride and groom. They had the real thing. Texan jinx. <laughs> Bob Hope, he was in England. How do you like that? They ask us for gold and all we can give them is hope. <laughs> they ask us for gold. <laughs> Look, I don't mind if you don't laugh. But don't hit the ushers. They had nothing to do with the script. <laughs> Honest. Burl, will you cease this inane chattering and get on with our Thanksgiving program? You're right, Mr. Gallup. This is Thanksgiving week when we should all count our blessings. What have you to be thankful for this year, Mr. Gallup? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Why, you... You... That was nothing. You have, uh... <laughs> you have loads of things to be thankful for. First, you should be thankful that you're alive. No, let's start with something we're sure of. LAUGHTER 
I'm gaining on you. <laughs> you... You should be thankful, Mr. Gallup, that this year you became associated with Milton Borough on a big program. Thankful? Yeah. Did you say thankful? Well, yes, Mr. Gallup. Should I be thankful that since I've come on this program, I've been ostracized by my former friends in the musical world? But, Mr. Gallup... I, the only man Jose Turby ever trusted to adjust his piano stool? <laughs> well, I know... I, who used to go on drinking parties with the Budapest String Quartet whenever they needed a fifth? <laughs> Mr. Gallup, Mr. Gallup, you mean all that is gone? Gone. Thanks to my association with you, today, every time I pass Carnegie Hall, music lovers yell, there goes Frankie the Fink. <laughs> well, that's terrible, but after all, Mr. Gallup, being on this program has given you new interest. You've learned a lot from me. Yes, yes. From you, Burl, I've learned to read a racing form while chalking a cue stick in a pool room. Look, Mr. Gallup. <laughs> I've learned the correct procedure of blowing on the dice in order to make a nine the hard way. Mr. Gallup, I didn't realize what this life was doing to you. Honestly, I, I, I'd hate to see you go, but you're right. Give up this program before it's too late. Go back to your old friends, Deems Taylor, Yasha Heifetz, Leopold Stokowski. Those squares? Mr. Gallup! <laughs> Gee, I'm, I'm touched. You're willing to give up your musical reputation just to stay on this program with me? Burr, let me confess. What? I have at last found here on this program with you the one thing I've been seeking all my life. What is that? An easy buck. <laughs> Well, that makes two of us. So before, so before somebody gets wise, let's get on with the program as we salute Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, gem of the autumn season. Autumn when the frost is on the pumpkin. Pumpkin, merry symbol of Halloween. Halloween, happy holiday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, gem of the autumn season. That year went fast, didn't it? <laughs> Want to go round again? <laughs> Thanksgiving, Jim. 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 I'm giving you new lines, Jim. <laughs> Will you please stick to the subject of Thanksgiving? But, Mr. Gallup, I was carried away. But not far enough. <laughs> not far enough. Oh, oh, that was jazzy. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Gallup, you're getting to be a regular Tony One. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we want to help you with your Thanksgiving problems. Burl, many people have their Thanksgiving dinners in restaurants. Now, just keep in mind that when you order, do it in a cultured, well-modulated voice. <laughs> That's what I should do? <laughs> Mr. Gallup, uh, you don't understand. I eat at Lindy's, and if I show up there with a cultured, well-modulated voice, you'll get thrown out. <laughs> They'll think you're a spy from Schwartz. <laughs> I've seen you order, Burl. Have you? Mm -hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, as a horrible example, and to show you how not to order your Thanksgiving dinner, here is Milton Burl ordering in a restaurant. Waiter! W waiter! Okay, okay. What'll it be? The Thanksgiving turkey dinner? No, no. It, it, too big. L let me see. Oh, here's something on the menu. Don't move. I'll kill it. No, wait, wait. Maybe the chicken in the pot. Chicken in the pot. No, no. My sleeves always get soggy. <laughs> I know. I'll have the baked mackerel. Baked mackerel. Oh, wait, uh, waiter. I, I had fish yesterday. Mister, please. It's getting late. They still got six tables to insult. <laughs> 
Gee, funny. Somehow I don't feel hungry anymore. Wait, I'll take off my apron. We'll go outside and play leapfrog. You should work up an appetite. Uh Uh-uh. You uh, haven't any rutabaga? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. You know, waiter, suddenly I got a yen for rutabaga. You know, mister, Uh suddenly I got a yen to be dancing on the French Riviera with Hedy Lamar. But that's life. No Hedy Lamar, no rutabaga. (laughs) What do you want? Okay, okay, I'll take the tomatoes. Tomatoes. Stewed. But not too stewed. I'll bring the oil. Oh, wait, I guess I should have some potatoes. You should have poison. (laughs) Now, look, wise guy, I didn't come in here to be insulted. You didn't come in here to eat, either. Okay, okay, just bring my order. I'll do that for you. Good. Now, will you do something for me? What? Drop dead. Mr. Gallup, Mr. Gallup, Thanksgiving has its romantic side, too. Can any man forget how important Thanksgiving was? When you took that one and only girl to the Persian room where that Frenchman, Jean Sablon, used to sing in Armenian. <laughs> he used to sing... Arms across the devil While the lads are I held my lips up to your fingertips And told yourself I love you so Just don't play with your knuckles, kid <laughs> Ah, Cynthia Golden memories of Thanksgiving dinner with Cynthia Yes, hands across the table Cynthia, your hands were always across the table Eating off somebody else's plate <laughs> Remember, Cynthia, that night I took you to Thanksgiving dinner at the swanky El Morocco. Lovely, Cynthia. Even in those days you had the new look. Used to sell them from your newsstand. (laughs) Too bad you had no life. Too bad you had no life. I'll give you time. Smart. Smart. My writer should be doing it. Smart, sophisticated, Cynthia... No one could wear a large diamond the way you did, set right in the hole in your head. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> Remember when we sat down and I reached over to take the fur off your neck, how you screamed? I didn't know it was growing there. <laughs> ah, Cynthia, you were in high society. You came from the smart horsey set, especially your teeth. They were the horsiest set I've ever seen I'm only kidding Your teeth were pearls And the next time you see Pearl Give them back to her (laughs) And they say In a little way I'll say you Belong to me
<laughs> Wonderful. It was nice. That was Turkey in the Straw, played by Ray Block and Philip Morris Orchestra. And Ray, uh, I will repeat, as Burl usually does, that, uh, <laughs> that was wonderful. There's only one thing that keeps your orchestra from really being great. <laughs> you. <laughs> Good old Ray. Every week I kid around and make insulting cracks about the music. Well, tonight, Ray, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and now as we continue our salute to Thanksgiving, we present... Thanksgiving Forum tonight. Thanksgiving Forum tonight. The question, which has been in more turkeys, oyster dressing or Milton Berle? <laughs> oh, what a blow for Princess Elizabeth. Thank you. <laughs> Let us commence with questions from the audience. Let's start with this gentleman in the third row warming his feet in the pockets of the man in front of him. Yes, sir. Mr. Burl, I'd like you to come to my house. I didn't hear what you said, sir. I said, Mr. Burl, I would like you to come to my house Thanksgiving. I'm having friends for dinner. Well, thank you. Are you having turkey? No, I'm having friends. I'm a cannibal. <laughs> thank you. Let's hope you don't have half-baked friends. Let's go on. All right, this young man with his head caught in the subway door. <laughs> young man, uh, what is your name? My name is Prince Philip. Did you say Prince Philip? Yeah, but I'm not the one who just got married Oh, I know, I know Prince Philip ain't my real name They only called me that until my older sister got married I see, what's your real name? Margaret Rose <laughs> All right, Maggie, you have a question about Thanksgiving Yeah, I'm a soda jerk why can't I have Thanksgiving Day off like everybody else? Well, I... Why do I have to work while everyone else is having a good time? That's not... What's the matter? Ain't I a human being? Don't I enjoy a holiday? Yeah, but I'm... Oh, sure. Why do you care if I'm working as long as you're stuffing your fat face? Now, Come look... Come on, put a heart on you. Work me like I'm a mule, why don't you? Be but me, I... Put me in jail when you're gorging yourself. Throw me a bone. Please. I'll shut up, you dirty slave driver. <laughs> Let's not lose our tempers. Let us go on to the women in the audience. All right, this lady in the aisle shampooing a cocker spaniel. <laughs> Young lady, what is your name, please? Tallulah Feeney. I'm a homemaker. I see. And you have a question that has to do with Thanksgiving. Yeah, how can I stop my husband from eating so much on Thanksgiving? He's sure a disgusting glutton. Your husband eats a lot? And fast, too. He can eat four courses at the same time. Four courses at the same time? He doesn't have enough hands for that. What do you think his feet are for? <laughs> Gee, that's terrible. Last Thanksgiving, I give him a whole turkey just for himself. He sure was tickled. He was tickled? Yeah, I forgot to take off the feathers. <laughs> Mrs. Feeney. The way he eats. He never even leaves me a drumstick. He eats up both drumsticks? Drumsticks. He eats a drum, too. Well, naturally. He'll eat anything. The doctor told him he had a tapeworm. He has a tapeworm? Yeah, it comes from eating tape. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. He's such a clumsy guy when he carves that Thanksgiving turkey. He always carves off the same piece for me. What piece is that? His thumb. <laughs> Gee, that's dreadful. Is he a good carver? Nah, the turkey keeps sliding away. He has to sit on it. Mrs. Feeney, your husband sits on the turkey? Don't worry, he wears a pair of old pants. Oh, well, that's different. What do you think, he is a slob or something? No, no. <laughs> no. 
This year I ain't gonna bother with a turkey dinner. I got my husband a big fat pig. Your husband likes to eat pig? He ain't gonna eat it. He's gonna eat with it. Oh, thank you very much, Mrs. Beatty. Thank you. Thank you. And now, as as a climax to our Thanksgiving forum, it is an honor to present one of the world's most famous chefs. 320-pound gentleman, the king of the culinary arts, who rules his kitchen with an iron hand. The great Featherfield. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Featherfield. Thank you, Mr. Barrow. <laughs> Thank you for this golden opportunity of talking to the thousands of people who have eaten my food and have happy stomachs all over the United States and parts of Canada. <laughs> Mr. Featherfield, I understand that you're the holder of many gold medals for cooking. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Burrell, I just won a $1,000 prize for my latest dish. I see. What is it like? It's heavy meatballs flanked by pork sausages Garnished with salami ends, all resting in a steaming nest of chili. Mm -hmm. I call it the Featherfield Atomic Bomb. <laughs> well, who gave you a $1,000 prize for inventing that? The makers of Tums. <laughs> Wonderful. Mr. Featherfield, have you a special Thanksgiving dish that you can tell us about? Just one. Turkey a la Featherfield. Turkey a la Featherfield? How do you make that? Uh, scrape the meat off the turkey, pull out the neck, cave in the breast, and serve. <laughs> Why do you call that turkey a la Featherfield? Because it looks like me. <laughs> I saw that coming. You should have ducked. <laughs> Tell us, Mr. Featherfield, does your wife cook? Oh, gracious, no, Mr. Burrell. She's a professional woman. Professional woman? Yeah, a professional wrestler. <laughs> your wife sounds pretty big. Mr. Burrell, my wife is everything a man could wish for. Yeah? If the man was Sabu. <laughs> well, let's get back to cooking. What is your ideal dish? Mr. Burrell, every night I dream I'm smoking a tongue. Then I pickle it, then I roast it, and jab a fork into it. Oh, just the thought of doing it makes me happy. That makes you happy? Yes. It's my wife's tongue. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Featherfield. Thank you. Here's our young singing star, Dick Farney, to sing. I have but one heart, this heart I bring you. I have but one heart to share with you. I have but one dream that I can cling to. You are the one dream I pray comes true. My darling, until I saw you, Nobody else before you 
No wonder they're beginning to call you the new Georgie Jessel. I'm not sure, Dick, but I think you can sue. <laughs> Mr. Gallup, did I ever tell you what happened at my house last Thanksgiving? No. Would you like to hear about it? No. <laughs> oh, okay, you talked me into it. Here's, here's what happened, Mr. Gallup. It was last year, and I'll never forget, it was about a week before Thanksgiving. My wife and I were home... Milton, for the last time, I'm not having any of those characters from your fires club over for Thanksgiving dinner. But I invited them, darling. M make them feel at home. All right. We'll have mulligan stew in a tin can. <laughs> That's very funny. Look, in this family, you just do the cooking and let me tell the jokes for a living. Either way, we'll starve. <laughs> What's with those jokes? What do you do? Spend the morning in my files? Come in. Special delivery crate for Milton Barrel. Sign here. Oh, there you are. Put it down here. Thank you very much. That's a pretty big crate, Milton. Why are all those air holes in it? See, I don't know. I'll, I'll poke this pencil through one of the holes. There. <laughs> Run for your life. It's a bomb. Milton, come back. I'll open the side. <laughs> Wait, look, Milton, a turkey. A turkey? Isn't that wonderful? What's this note tied around his neck? Dear Milty, congratulations. You won the annual Friars Club turkey raffle. You won a raffle? Well, what do you know? It's the first useful thing I ever won in my life. Milton, you won me. <laughs> Let me repeat. It's the first useful thing I ever won in my life. <laughs> Gosh, darling, look at that turkey. Isn't he cute? Yes, but get him out of the house. We just got rid of the fleas from Uncle Julius's last visit. <laughs> Gee, look at that red nose. The way it hangs down limp over his chin. <laughs> Gosh, it's almost as though Uncle Julius was still here. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to call him Julius. Uh, hiya, Julius. <laughs> I'd better see about having him killed. Killed? Oh, Milton, let Julius stay alive for a few days. Okay. Just think, darling, a turkey in the house. Our little nest has the real spirit of Thanksgiving. <laughs> What'd you say, dear? Oh, oh, I thought, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, dear. Hello, Milton. Well, dear, tomorrow's Thanksgiving and... Darling, what's that? You're knitting. It's a little garment. Yes, Milton. Oh, sweet. 
Uh, you didn't tell me. Oh, God, this is wonderful. Darling, you, you better lie down. Milton, stop getting excited. But, but you're knitting. It's a sweater for Julius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a sweater for a turkey. My toes are hanging out of all my socks, and she knits sweaters for turkeys. <laughs> Well, Julius is different. He has a real personality. That's <laughs> probably the part I'll get tomorrow. <laughs> Isn't he cute over there, sleeping on my camel's hair coat? <laughs> oh, brother, wake up, Julius. Julius, wake up. <laughs> oh, boy, look at those drumsticks. Wake up, Julius. In a little while, you're going to get taken away by the butcher. The butcher? The butcher! <laughs> Now, now, look. Look, darling, for a week you've been stalling me now. A turkey is born just to be eaten at Thanksgiving. Milton, I've made up my mind. We're not killing Julius. Well, we can't keep him. Well, why not? We can raise little turkeys. Let's get Julius a wife. A wife? (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. When the butcher comes... Julius goes with him. No, he's like one of the family. I've been teaching him tricks. You should see the way he can spread his tail and growl. (laughs) So what? So can you do it? Listen! (laughs) Now, yesterday you agreed to send for the butcher. That was yesterday. This morning something happened that changed the whole picture. What happened? Julius laid an egg. Julius laid an egg? And you can't kill a mother. Now, look, darling, I I don't want to argue anymore, but... Come in. Got the turkey ready, Mr. Burl? Ah, the butcher. The butcher? (laughs) Okay, butcher, take him away. Milton Burl, if Julius goes, I go too. We're both mothers. Quiet. Now, butcher, get going with this turkey. Come on, Julius. (laughs) Goodbye, Julius. (laughs) Goodbye, Julius. Easy, dear. Julius will be back tomorrow, clean, plucked, and frigazee. Here are the sweet potatoes, dear. The butcher should be bringing the turkey any minute. Oh, boy, will those guys from the fryers have a treat. Uh, That must be the butcher now. Uh, Get out the roaster. Come in. Hello, Mr. Burrow. Well, well, I... Where's the turkey? Come in, Julius. Yes, you've come home. Butcher, I paid you to kill him. Mr. Burl, I've been killing turkeys for 20 years. But Julius is different. That personality. Those trust and blue eyes. I just couldn't do it. You hear? I couldn't do now, it. Now, wait a minute. Oh, here's your money. Here's your money. Do your own murdering. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't do it, eh? Well, I'm going to. People are coming here for turkey, and they're going to eat turkey. Milton, put down that poker. (laughs) Come here, Julius. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'm really stuffed. Milty, only you could think up a Thanksgiving dinner that's different. Five courses, all beans. Careful, some more beans, Jack. Don't mind if I do. There, more beans, Phil? Don't mind if I do. How about you, Julius? More beans? <laughs> Thank you, 
ladies and gentlemen, that about winds up the mad, mad capering for tonight. And on behalf of my sponsor, Philip Morris, and the rest of our cast, may I wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And this Thursday, as you're having your big Thanksgiving dinner, think of the one who made it all possible. That's the one. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. We are gathered here today to celebrate the life of Tom the Thanksgiving Turkey. He lived a life of captivity and subjugation at the hands of many human tormentors who spent their existence belittling and exerting their power and control over Amen. other helpless beings. Amen. But Oh, he ain't done yet. And the death and the death of Tom not only do we find that he has been let free from the earthly chains that have Amen, bound him, Billy. Amen. also I'm getting kind of hungry, so uh, he's dead. D e a dead. Amen. Amen. All right, what, are we doing this thing or Amen. what? We got to stuff this boy. Uh, Shabbat shalom. So, so you guys, the turkey is dead now. Only in body, not in spirit. I never stuffed a turkey before. Which hole do you use when you're stuffing a turkey? At the big one, Willie. The big one. Well, I guess it depends on the way you kill the turkey to find the big hole. You gotta pluck him first, too. I gotta pluck him? This is Thanksgiving. I, I ain't up for working. Oh, yeah. There gotta be some faster way to get the feathers off this son of a gun. Isn't there something we can use to speed this thing up? Anybody got some kind of tool or something? Oh, well, I got both pops. I got my bo- my, my beard and mustache uh, trimmer. <laughs> you just keep a beard and mustache trimmer on you? As most children do, yes. Well, see, Billy's got this overactive pituitary gland. Makes me produce facial hair at a much faster rate than other toddlers, as I am one of those. (laughs) That's why he looks like a grown adult, and also is a grown adult. Well, don't I look silly for asking? Yes, you do. Well, why don't you two go get started on that? I'm going to answer whoever's pounding on the door out there. Hold on a second. Oh, Mondo. Um, wasn't expecting you to show up today. Oh, yeah, so, uh, so Mr. Uh, Sidney, the janitor, he, he is, so he's got the, the union tank of the janitors who work in this building. Well, uh, he, he, he hired me as the, as the heavy, the guy who, like, break kneecaps and stuff when, when the union don't get their way. So that's me job, and me is here to make sure that you is fulfilling the obligations of your contract with the union. Or the tang with the tang. Me don't really know. Point is, I think we're supposed to punch you in the face if the turkey is not ready. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, um, we're working that on that big guy. <laughs> don't don't worry, the turkey is well on his way to bean dinner. Pops, I got a nice uh, three on the sides and I left two inches on the top and I blended in the hair coming up the sides that's and then good. I gave him a square neckline. I don't know if that's what he was really looking that's for. That's good. That's a nice um, fade you got him on there, Billy. This this turkey's going to be gobbling up all the turkey women's. This is good stuff. Now, for the product, do you think we should go for a pomade or a paste or perhaps a modeling clay of some oh, kind? Oh, you know I'm a sucker for the pomade. That's the right way. Plus, it'll cook up real good, I think. <laughs> okay, well, good to see every tank is uh, going as planned. So, um, me will just sit here and wait for the cue to punch you in the face. If me is has to punch you in the face at any point during the day, me really don't know the rules of being a uh, heavy for the uh, union, but uh, okay, me will be here if you need me. All, all good Thanksgivings involve being held hostage by a union heavy, so... Yeah, usually not. Our, our next little thing here is a clip from the Bob Hope Show where he's discussing Thanksgiving. So we'll enjoy that and be right back.
Thanks, uh, thank you. Thanksgiving, what a memorable day. We've certainly come a long way since that day in 1648 when the Indians stepped out of the forest and presented an armful of turkeys and a basket of grain to Captain Crosby. <laughs> what brave people. What brave people. They were a small struggling minority who gathered together and fought the hardships of the country. They called themselves pilgrims, which was later changed to Republicans. <laughs> The Indians were very kind and brought the pilgrims good luck and security, which is more than I can say for my Indians. <laughs> Just picture the excitement aboard the Mayflower as they reached America and the captain shouts, look, it's America. Just as Drew Pearson predicted. <laughs> of course, Thanksgiving has changed from the days of the pilgrims. Today, a turkey costs more than the whole Mayflower did. would be amazed to see how a modern housewife prepares Thanksgiving dinner. She uses a frozen turkey, frozen peas, frozen carrots, and frozen cranberries. When she's through, she doesn't say dinner's ready. She just points at the food and says, mush. <laughs> they had a United Nations dinner in Washington. The dinner took eight hours. Every time someone tried to pass anything, Russia vetoed it. But it's a wonderful season, Thanksgiving. Of course, all my relatives will be over for Thanksgiving dinner. I know they will. They're circling over the house now. <laughs> I went down and ordered our turkey at the supermarket this morning. Supermarket, that's the Taj Mahal with cantaloupes. <laughs> I wanted to be sure of a nice turkey for Thanksgiving, so I walked up to the butcher and said, can a medium-sized hen be reserved? He said, some of them can, but you gotta watch out for the redheads. Of course, you can buy a turkey almost cooked in one store in Beverly Hills really overdoes it. Instead of just basting the turkeys, they turn them over every hour and massage them with lanolin plus. <laughs> Everybody's shopping. When I walked in the supermarket, the manager got a grocery cart for me. I said, why do you always give me a cart with a squeaky wheel? He said, we've only got one store detective. Hope we can't watch everybody. <laughs> Jack Benny was in the store doing his Thanksgiving shopping. He's been there all day. Somebody told him there were 18,000 cranberries in a quart. <laughs> but Jack was glad when he finished counting. The store had tried to jip him. The bag they sold him was three cranberries short. <laughs> Liberace's having a tough time getting a turkey, but that's understandable. It's pretty hard to find one shaped like a piano, don't you? But I'll never forget Thanksgiving when I was a kid back in Cleveland. It was really fascinating to watch my brother eat. He was the first kid in Cleveland who had teeth with power steering. <laughs> One year, Dad took pictures of us kids eating, but they came out a little blurred. No camera has yet been invented that can work at that speed. <laughs> but Thanksgiving is a time of goodwill when we share our blessings with those less fortunate than ourselves. They have that spirit even in Washington. In fact, there's hardly a Republican who isn't inviting a Democrat to Thanksgiving dinner. All right, that was a clip from the Bob Hope Show. Um, looks like uh, Willie and Billy have got the turkey in the oven now. That took long enough. Uh, I don't think we'll be able to cook it fast enough, but... Uh... Yeah, I hope not. Uh, Mondo is currently napping in that chair. He's uh, 
actually quite quite a quiet sleeper. I'll, I'll admit, he's a he looks like a, Honestly, a little baby right there. For someone who's so intimidating while he's awake, he is absolutely adorable. Well, he didn't even feel me pick his pocket. Of course, all I got out of it was a crushed lollipop and a tickets to some kind of a Chuck E. Cheese establishment, so I'm not sure what I could do with that. Tally-ho, gentlemen. Nice day to see you all. I'm uh, just dropping by to make sure everything's uh, looking good for the members of Local 001. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. It's nice to see my former professor. How you doing, Sydney? I prefer to call myself a former um, head of the intelligentsia in this country, but, you know, that's beside the point. Is that why you're wearing a tie over your janitor overalls? Uh, is everything on track for my delicious turkey dinner, gentlemen? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. That is going very smoothly, and the turkey should be ready momentarily. Please don't have Mondo kill us. Yeah, we'll be having our contractually obligated Thanksgiving meal here real shortly. You guys do know, of course, uh, Thanksgiving is it's, uh, more than just a turkey. There's, you know, there's uh, there's football games, there's parades, there's um, requisite small talk with family members you haven't seen in years. So uh, which one of you, by the way, wants to roleplay as my family members? Uh, which article of your contract was that? Hey, the contract specified a complete Thanksgiving experience, and it's not a complete Thanksgiving experience without your Aunt Harriet wondering why you still live in your mother's basement. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm calm. I'm staying calm. But anyway, yes, it's, it's part of a complete Thanksgiving Day meal, and I know, I know none of you would want to deprive me of those uh, fond moments that will become golden memories in my later years. So, uh, who's going to be my family today? Uh, anybody? <laughs> Anybody? How about that feller on the couch there? Oh, uh, Mondo? I mean, he does kind of look like Aunt Harriet, and I'll give you that, but um, I was really hoping for more of a motherly type, you know, like a sort of like a, a nagging, but a little condescending, but also she loves you, but also you kind of don't want to get too close to her. It's kind of the vibe I'm going for, guys. Jake, it sounds like you'd fit the bill perfectly. Uh, I'm going to pass on that, but in the meantime, I will play an episode of The Bean Crosby Show. This one's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, Bing goes into some of his uh, personal uh, Thanksgiving memories, and uh, it's just a, it's a good monologue and a good example of why I love this holiday so much. Well, folks, here's another Thanksgiving. I guess certainly it's, it's one of our most genuine holidays. There seems to be something about Thanksgiving that prevents the advertising lads, bless their sly little hearts, from turning it into a commercial bonanza. Christmas, they, they have that locked up pretty good. A few months ago, I flicked on the television set. We do have one. It's cleverly masquerading as a cheval glass. And there was jolly old Kringle, Papacita Noel, hawking the newest thing in supersonic toys and admonishing the wee fry to hurry, 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 only 169 more shopping days until Christmas. Well, in spite of Operation Christmas being a billion-dollar item in accounts receivable, it, it winds up as the most wonderful day of the year. But Thanksgiving... To me, anyway, is something very special. It's Uncle Sam's number one day. Ordinarily, I don't go around thinking about pilgrims, but on Thanksgiving, I do like to think about that small cadre of freedom-minded gentlemen who landed at Plymouth Rock 334 years ago. In 1621, after a year of back-breaking work, they reaped their first meager harvest, and they set aside a day of Thanksgiving. The Nimrods amongst them the, betook themselves to the forest and they blunderbussed a wild turkey or two, but the main item on the menu was prayer. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, 
we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. You know, we can be mighty thankful to those pilgrims because they parlayed a lot of hardship, a lot of struggle, into a lot of nation. Now, skipping about 300 years and coming up to the days when my generation of Crosbys were in knee pants and black ribbed stockings, I must say we had many a happy Thanksgiving up there in Spokane. Because Mom's kitchen on this most culinary of days was loaded with more goodies than Mike Romanoff's. And you didn't have to tip the head waiter, either. Mmm, that kitchen. What a chain reaction of tempting aromas. Baked parsnips, even. Gosh, I bet I haven't had a parsnip in 20 years. And the pies. Oh, Mom not only had several different kinds of pie, she had several different kinds of mince pie. And when it came time to whittle the turkey, I was strictly a drumstick man myself. But Bro Ev, he always took 10% of the breast meat. He was an agent even then. Amazing thing, too, we, we could stuff ourselves tighter than a boiled sausage lick and still dash right out and play touch ball or anti-eye over or something. I guess the fizz people hadn't invented acid indigestion yet. When I left Spokane and hit the road to show business, my Thanksgiving repast, they, they got a little spotty. White meat was all dark, all hamburger. But after a pileish year or two, or three or four... Maybe more. Things got better, and today, of course, I look back upon many a heartwarming Thanksgiving spread with Dixie and our four freeloaders. And I think of those festive feasts with a, a mixture of fondness and a little sadness, too. But don't we all? I mean, we've all been dealt our share of the bitter, the sweet. But somehow the sorrows are always outweighed by the blessings. Certainly, if I was to tote mine up, I'd, I'd have to list them on a roller towel. High up on the list is the family, and I've been blessed with a good one. Naturally, I'm thankful, too, for being an infinitesimal integer in show business, and I'm thankful to so many people who encouraged me to go on singing. I'll never know whether these folks were just good-hearted or didn't have an ear for music. They might have been tone deaf. Anyway, Thanksgiving seems an appropriate day to say that I'm grateful. And to sort of wind up this mental meandering, I'd like to say that number one on my list of blessings, and yours too, is our good fortune to live in the good old 48. Any part of it. Now it's time to count our blessings. In the Paramount Picture White Christmas, of course. When I'm worried and I can't sleep I count my blessings instead of cheap. I fall asleep counting my blessings. When my bankroll is getting small, I think of when I have none at all. Counting my blessings I think about a nursery And I picture curly heads And one by one I count them 
as they slumber in their beds. If you're worried and you can't sleep, just count your blessings instead of sheep, and you'll fall asleep counting your blessings. sung in its intended tongue. The same when she starts on her travels, lazily flows from her source. Slowly her length she unravels, twisting and turning her course. Deep in the country she'll tarry, not knowing which way to go Till the enchantment of Paris Beckons her swiftly to flow She goes flowing, flowing, flowing Through the open countryside For she's going, going, going To meet Paris like a bride And she's cooing, 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 cooing The murmuring dove For the sun has gone a-wooing And it's Paris that she loves Alra cooler, 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 
can be heard Monday through Friday, transcribed from Hollywood. So the way to do it, the way I say is, if you can't, if you want big old turkeys, you have to give them more legs. Hey, Sydney, where did, uh, where'd you get the TV from? Oh, I won't get over myself. Uh, it's not Thanksgiving if you're not watching the football game on TV. <laughs> um, um, by the way, I have a question for you. Uh, what exactly are all those guys on the field doing? They're, they're playing football, Sydney. Oh, that's what you call this. Okay. So those guys on, the, on that team, they're called the Lions, right? Yes. And, and those other guys, they're the Cowboys. Why don't they just pit actual Lions against actual Cowboys? I think it would make a lot more sense than what I'm looking at here. I have no idea what's going on. Sydney, you strike me as more of a parade type of person. Oh. Maybe you should switch over to that. Oh, okay, I think I'll switch over to that. By the way, uh, one more question. What is taking so dang long to get my dinner ready? I'm not cranky, I'm just curious. Hold your horses, Sydney. We're cooking this thing about as fast as we could possibly cook. Billy, get more straw in the oven here. We're, we gotta get this thing going. Now, now, Pops, you track with me on this, right? Yeah. We take the turkey. We put it in the microwave. Oh, the microwave. And then we take the microwave and put it in the oven. Oh, it's... You put one inside the other. You run them both at the same time. Cooks twice as That's fast. That's what I'm saying. Hey, you know what? I'll bet we could get it even faster if we throw a couple of lighters inside there, too. The the combustionness will really get it going. All right, hang on. Let me pull that microwave up there. If we put a, couple, put a couple of Instapots in there without the lid on... I think we could generate enough heat to cook this turkey at least 3% faster. You know, that's how convection cooking works, isn't that right? Yeah, all right. Let's get that microwave out of there. Come on, it's McClain, kind of it occurs to, to me that when you take two crackpots and put them together, they reach new and amazing heights of crack pottery that neither of them would have achieved on their own. But together... Uh, not, not crack pot, Jake. Instant pot. Instant pot. Here, come on. Get yours out of storage. We gotta this get is this thing truly going. breathtaking to no, witness. No, no, they're not crock pots. They're instant pots. It's a big new thing. You find them in all the department stores. Hey, listen. I started more than my share of trash bin fires down there by the railroad tracks, all right? I know what I'm doing when it comes to cooking a turkey. Now, get that microwave. Get that instant pot. Let's get this thing going. McLean, why has Mondo lugged a barrel into the kitchen? Mondo, what are you doing? <laughs> well, me was told to mash potatoes, so me is putting potatoes in barrel, and then me is taking me shoes off, and me is mashing them with me feet. Mondo, not your feet. Use your head, son. Use your head. Well, guys, I'm the one who told him to do that. I mean, I, I see people make wine this way. I figure, why not potatoes? <laughs> oh, oh, squishy. <laughs> Sydney, I can see why you rose to the leadership of the International Brotherhood of 
of uh, janitors that work in this specific Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, where's the, who's, who's, who's uh, doing the stopping, guys? Come on, chop, chop, get on it. Stopping. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay, um, I, I guess I can get on that. Jake, uh, do you want to do pie duty? Uh, phew, yeah, sure, fine, okay. I don't have to eat this dinner, by the way, do I? Oh, no, 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 that's part of the agreement, you guys. Full Thanksgiving experience. You gotta stuff yourselves and then sit in front of the TV, like, halfway watching the game, halfway falling asleep, just like my old Uncle Earl before he... Well, we don't need to go into that, but anyway. Hey, these potatoes is raw. <laughs> oh, hey, quiet. Leave me to the mashing. Leave me to the mashing. Hey, 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 I know mash, all right? I've mashed plenty of whiskeys. Come on, now. We're gonna mash you if you don't shut up. Alright, alright. Enjoy your raw taters. Nobody questions Mondo's mashing abilities. That is a strict rule in the Mondo family household. Okay. So, oh, what a... Mashy, 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 mashy. If we could, if we could do anything to distract from this, Jake, could you, uh, play a... Could you play another show? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just a little transfixed by the... Anyway, yes, Dinah Shore from 1945. This is the Bird's Eye Open House with special guest Groucho Marx. This one's long been a favorite of mine, so here you go. Bird's Eye Frosted Foods present Bird's Eye Open House starring Dinah Shore with her special guest, Groucho Marx. And now here's Dinah. I didn't want to see you again, but I did. I didn't want to phone you again, but I did. I had a certain feeling for you that bothered me. I had to find out what the hidden charm could be. I didn't want to hug you again, but I I must have been too sentimental doing what I did. I didn't want to fall in love, but I this evening. Oh, I didn't mean to exclude you, Harry. How no. are you? <laughs> oh, fine, and a very thank you Thanksgiving to you, darling. <laughs> a very what? <laughs> well, anyhow, thank you, Harry. <laughs> you know, this is my favorite holiday. Oh, mine, too. See, every Thanksgiving day, I'm bursting with sentiment, brotherly love, conviviality, and stuffing. <laughs> 
But, Diana, who else are you having over for Thanksgiving dinner? Well, my Aunt Sarah Lou Culpepper is visiting me from Alabama. Oh. And uh, I thought maybe Groucho Marx might be a good dinner companion for it. Don't you think so? Oh, sure. Groucho's coming over, too. Say, where is he? I don't know, but I wish he'd hurry. See, Groucho told me not to buy a turkey because he's bringing one over. Groucho? Groucho is bringing the turkey? Yeah, I wonder where he is. Well, I didn't win at that time. Now, how about another chance on the turkey, Mr. Marks? Only five cents, you know. By all means. But what gets me yet is that there actually are suckers who go into a store and pay ten or twelve dollars for a turkey when you can step up to a cigar counter and win one on a punch board for a nickel. All right, Ed, I'll, I'll take another chance. Here you are. Let's see, I think I'll punch uh, this one. Mr. Marks, congratulations. You've won the turkey. Oh, I'm always lucky. How much do I owe you? One hundred and fifty-three dollars and forty cents. <laughs> You wait right here, Mr. Marks. I'll bring you your prize. I still can't understand how a guy in his right mind would go into a store and plunk down ten or twelve dollars for a turkey. Ah, Groucho Marx, you're a shrewd little rascal, you. Now, you just stay right where you are, Aunt Sarah Lou. You must be tired from your trip. Just relax while Harry and I finish setting the table. Thank you, Donna, honey. I uh, hope the trip was pleasant. Well, it would have been pleasant enough if it wasn't for those nasty old customs men. Why, would you believe it? They went through all my luggage, and they even insisted on seeing my little old passport. Well, but you only... But you only came up from little old Birmingham. You know. Where did they go through your luggage and examine your passport? At the Mason-Dixon line. Oh. There. Now, doesn't the table look nice? Let's see, Harry, you'll sit over here. And I'll sit over here, and Grouch will sit over there. And Aunt Sarah Lou, you'll sit over here. Yeah, well, gee, I'm hungry. I wish Groucho Marks would get here so we could put that turkey in the oven. I do, too. Oh, I hope that's him. Well, Groucho... How do you do? It's about time. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting, but to all of you I say, Noel, Noel. <laughs> that means happy Thanksgiving in French. <laughs> well, Bessame mucho to you. <laughs> Come outside and say that. No. <laughs> Bad enough to say it in here. <laughs> you know, in Spanish, Groucho, that means... Where is the turkey? Vonzel, keep your shade on. Keep your shade... Never mind. After looking at that shade, you better take it off. <laughs> Dinah, I want to present you with the most beautiful turkey you've ever seen. Well, where is it? Right here. Hyman, come on in. <laughs> Wait you try putting that in the icebox. This is ridiculous. I don't believe it. You will if you start plucking your tail feathers. <laughs> well, how in the world... You know, this turkey looks like a fellow I used to play pool with in Paul Tucker. <laughs> well, how in the world did you ever get this turkey over here? On a streetcar. Well, didn't you have any trouble? No, an old lady got up and gave him a seat. <laughs> she used to be a turkey, too. Groucho, Groucho, everything else is cooked. Who's going to kill the turkey? Dinah, Dinah, Dinah. Don't mention the right killer in front of him. It's frightening. <laughs> and turkey, stop that living, will you? 
You're not kidding. It frightens him. Look, look at this. This is the first time I ever saw goose pimples on a turkey. Yeah, take it easy, Hyman. Take it easy. Take it easy. Hyman, don't overdo it. Get off your knees. I'm going to eat them later. You neglected to introduce me to this charming gentleman. Hyman, stop bowing. She means me. Oh, Groucho, Groucho, I'm really sorry. I want you to meet my Aunt Sarah Lou Culpepper. She's from Alabama. How do you do? It's a pleasure, ma'am. I'm always proud to meet a daughter of the old suit. <laughs> After all, I'm a son of the old suit. Uh, I come from Florida. A Pensacola? No, thanks, but I wouldn't mind a drink of seven up. <laughs> Excuse me, Aunt Sarah Lou, but I've got to settle this. Now, Groucho, how are we going to K-I-L-L the T-U-R-K-E-Y? She doesn't spell very well, either. <laughs> it's very simple. We'll just C-U-T, his H-E-A-D-O-F-F. All right, all right. You don't have to spell things out in front of me. I don't want any of your old candy anywhere. <laughs> Bonzel, if you had 38 more points, you could get out of kindergarten. Now, boys, please, we've got to do something. The rest of the food is all cooked. Yeah, and if the cranberry sauce stands much longer, the taste will be killed. Harry! Harry! Just a Harry! Harry! There's no holding in that turkey tonight. That's the last time I get a turkey that went to college. Did before. Gee, 
kiss me once more Hold me, hug me, kiss me Like you did before She is good to hold you Hold you in my arms Again He's putting Hyman in the kitchen. With that psyche in another room, we might be able to think this thing out. Oh, Harry. Harry, I hope Herman didn't make any too much trouble about being alone in the kitchen. Oh, no, not a bit. As a matter of fact, that bird is most cooperative. You know that chestnut dressing you made? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just stuffed himself with it. Well, which one of you is going to prepare the turkeys for cooking? Well? Well? Well, don't look at me. I'm so tender-hearted, I feel faint when I cut the pages of a book. And what about you, Mr. Moss? Oh, I, I couldn't. I, I've learned to love Herman. He's like a brother to me. As a matter of fact, he does look like Chico. <laughs> Except there's, there's more white meat on Chico. Well, it's up to you, Groucho. When I invited you to a Thanksgiving dinner, you promised to supply the turkey. Now... Well, I did, but I can't help it if I'm not a killer. Hey, Dinah, I've got an idea. You know, I've got connections. Well, what about it? I'll get a mobster from out of town to pump him off. Oh, <laughs> don't be silly. Oh, and you Yankees call yourselves men. Why, that turkey's neck would have been wrung long ago in Alabama. I'll be right back. Where are you going? I just want to warn Hyman not to fly south for the winter. <laughs> Patient. Something's got to be done about that turkey. Now, Groucho, I'm going to give you and Harry 30 seconds to think of something. I'd love to, Dinah, but I can't think of a thing. You hold it, hold it. Oh, wait a minute, everybody. I'm thinking of something. What are you thinking about? Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. Bird's eye, quick frozen green beans. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> around in the kitchen. Dinah, honey, I'll settle the whole problem. Gentlemen? To the first man who kills that turkey, I will give a great big kiss. To the first man who kills that turkey, you will give a great big kiss? Yes. Folks, in that kitchen stands a turkey named Herman, who will be the first turkey on record to live long enough to collect Social Security. You're a Yankee. But even so, I've never seen anything bird as pretty. Oh, Frank, just wait till you try those bird's eye stringless beans. <laughs> oh, Boy, she walked into that one. <laughs> certainly did. Or any other bird's eye vegetable or fruit. They're the freshest tasting, most perfect food you ever ate. That's because the bird's eye folks really know how to grow and prepare good food. They're so careful, you know. So fussy that you can always be sure of getting perfectly delicious, clean, and uniform food all the time. Believe me, any one of those bird's eye fruits or vegetables would win first prize at a beauty contest. I can just see it. The scene is Atlantic City. As the cameras are clicking, there sits Miss Stringbean of 1945. <laughs> Her shapely legs and eyes are crossed, and she's wearing a quick frozen bathing suit. <laughs> yes, and as I wink at her, she gives me the eye. The bird's eye. <laughs> I'm going to get in on this racket, too. Bless your little fat heart. 
And my little fat bird's out. Yes. <laughs> really, folks, if you give your food store's frosted food case the bird's eye, you're going to get some mighty good food. Because you know, if you want the better buy in frosted foods, better buy bird's eye. Look, look, fellas, I've just gone through the cookbook again, and it says nothing on how to cook a live turkey. Now, what are you going to do about it? Oh, if my dear, dear husband, Colonel Blodgett, were only here, he'd know how to handle that turkey. Your husband, Colonel Blodgett? Yes, we were married for 20 years. Oh, what a beautiful union. He died a short time ago. That guy didn't die. He seceded from the union. is the Jerome Kern spot. Tonight, a tune from one score of the innumerable scores he wrote. Lots of couples call it their own song, but it belongs to anybody who's ever been in love.
first you came all the way up for a Thanksgiving dinner. This had to happen. My day is ruined. Yes, Donna. Charlie, I must admit I'm terribly disappointed. This day means a lot to me. Well, I can still remember when I was a little girl. The first Thanksgiving dinner I ate with the grown-ups. <laughs> oh, father had the drumstick. Mother had the wings. And I got the turkey neck. What's that? I got a turkey neck. Well, wear a high collar. Nobody will notice it. <laughs> Now, look, Groucho, that's no way to talk to my aunt. I can't help it, Diner. I keep thinking she's your uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Pop. Enough of this. Pop, where power. does it say that in here? Oh, huh? I wrote it in right oh. there. F-O-P, Pop. Uh. <laughs> that's a funny word, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going in there and finish off that turkey. Somebody's got... Groucho, have you got a hatchet in your pocket? No, but take this egg. The turkey will hatch it. <laughs> I'm not responsible for that. The turkey wrote that joke himself. Oh, Harry, I'm very proud of you. I'm glad there's one man here who has some courage. Well, thank you, Dinah. Now, I'm a-going into that there kitchen, and when I get finished, the, that there turkey, he'll be ready for the roasted. I'll be right back. Well, we'll all be eating soon. Oh, I'm in sake. I hope the end comes fast. <laughs> Well, Hyman's and Psyche have an owl. May he rest in pieces. And I wish I'd one of the pieces. Well? Thanks, old boy. <laughs> Harry, are you finished? Finished? I'll say I'm finished. The darn turkey threw me two falls out of three. <laughs> you should have gotten a half Nelson on his giblet. <laughs> or still better, a half giblet on his Nelson. That's a two-way joke. You can have it either way you want. Sure, everything around here. Nobody can handle that turkey, and to think that only yesterday Mr. Krausmeyer, the butcher, wanted to sell me a turkey, and I turned him down. I know we'll have turkey yet. Give me that phone. Okay. Now yeah, she dials like a dog, doesn't she? <laughs> Oh, no. Hello. Hello, Mr. Krausmeyer. This is Groucho Marx. Have you got a turkey left in the shop that you could sell me? You have one. Weighs 165 pounds. Krausmeyer, take your wife off the scale. Think of your children. And take them off the scale, too. I just want a turkey. All you've got is a live one? Oh, never mind. But just out of curiosity, is it a male turkey or a female? A female? Well, if she's not going steady, I can get her a hot date for Saturday night. <laughs> Goodbye. Well? All right, Diner. I guess I'll have to go in there and do away with Herman. I feel like a Benedict Arnold, but I'll do it. a boy, Groucho, old man. But wait a minute. I can't face Herman unless I have a little something to brace me up. Well, I took the liberty of mixing a bowl of pie. Sure enough? Uh, you'll find it right there in the kitchen. Sure enough. That... <laughs> Brace you up. We call it the Southern Magnolia and Honeysuckle Punch. Sounds good. How's it made? Well, it's mighty complicated. You take a big bowl, you pour in five-fourths of bourbon. What else? That's all. Hyman, <laughs> here I come. 
Hey, where's that bowl of punch? Well, I saw it right here on the kitchen table. Well, the bowl is there, but there's nothing in it. You're right. The bowl is empty. Aunt Sarah Lou, did you? Oh, how dare you suggest that I would well, I didn't. It, well, don't look at me. I didn't touch it. Well, somebody must have drunk it. <laughs> I wonder who it could have been. That's all, a drunken turkey. Now so this is the last straw. After all the plans I've made for this Thanksgiving Day dinner, there's nothing for me to do but go in the corner and cry. Don't talk that way, Dinah. Why, you'd be the enemy of every hostess in America. Today in millions of homes, people are having plain turkey, stuffed turkey, smoked turkey, baked turkey, and roast turkey. Yes. You are the only woman in the United States who has a pickle turkey. <laughs> Say, folks, I bet I know what you're going to have for dinner tomorrow night. Turkey. <laughs> And the next night, and the night after that, and the night after that. Yes, sir, for the next week or so, you're going to get the bird in one way or another. But look, if you want to add a little variety to those turkey meals, how about pepping them up with some of those wonderful bird's-eye quick-frozen vegetables? They're all so good, all so easy to prepare, really a pleasure to serve. So how about getting some tomorrow? Just make sure, though, that the packages you pick say bird's-eye clear as anything on the label. Because there are many brands of frosted foods, but only one bird's-eye. Only Bird's Eye gives you that famous Bird's Eye garden freshness. That Bird's Eye uniform top quality every time. So for the Better Buy in Frosted Foods, Better Buy Bird's Eye. Forget your troubles and just get happy. 
set a chase on he carries away. Hallelujah, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Get ready for the judgment day. Get ready for the judgment day. Mark, we had a lot of fun, and you're always welcome. And folks, that makes for curtain time for now. I hope you enjoyed our Bird's Eye Open House offering so much tonight that you'll all be back with us at the same time next week when our guest will be Alan Ladd. Girl, please. In the meanwhile, keep well, keep happy, and keep those war bonds. Night, everybody. Okay, okay, all right. Alright, it looks okay, guys. Your cranberry sauce is suitably in the shape of a can, which I approve of, and it yields nicely to a touch of my fingers. Got a good jiggle to it, so you get a passing grade on the cranberry sauce. Now, if I could see your candied yam situation. Where's the candied yams? The yams are in the process of being candied, uh, so if you'll just... If you'll just be well, a little more patient. if I may say uh, so, uh, my preferred way to prepare the candied yams, and you'll need to know this because if you don't get this right, I'm going to have Mondo break your kneecaps, but the preferred way of uh, preparing candied yams, one yam, five pounds of marshmallows. Yeah, Sydney, I always figured you were on a constant sugar high, but, you know. Don't don't worry, we, we're definitely, definitely adhering to the candied yams, ra- golden candied yams ratio. There is an extended part of his contract that covers uh, candied yams grievances. It's very specific. Might I point out, Sydney, that another cher- a, another cherished part of any Thanksgiving dinner is it taking forever? So, you know, you gotta, ha- you gotta have patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 whatever. Mondo, how's the pumpkin pie going? <laughs> okay, so we found the pie, we got that down, and we got a pumpkin, got that down, but when we, when we put the pumpkin onto the pie, it just kind of squished the pie. So we're not really sure what to do next here. <laughs> Keep at it, big fella. You'll get it right. Um, Mr. Jacob Westbrook, if I may ask uh, that apple pie I uh, put you on the task of. Yeah, I, I just ran down to the grocery store and grabbed an apple pie, so here you go. Tisk, tisk, tisk! You give me the cold, heartless product of a grocery store? Oh, wait till the union hears about this. <laughs> Sydney, you're the union. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shame on you, but if the rest of the dinner lives up to expectations, I might be able to overlook this, but you're on thin ice, mister. Thin ice. The thinnest of ice. All right, don't relax, everybody. Hey, the turkey is popping and crackling and sparkling real good in there, so I think it's going to be done right quickly. Yes, that's right, Pop. Now, we're very close to the internal uh, safe meat temperature of 1,060 degrees. 1060, so it won't take good. long until we get this. <laughs> what? No, God, well, uh, 1,060 degrees? Yeah, don't worry. The, the green the green fumes are getting brought up into the old uh, air conditioning system. That'll clean that right up. Trust me, we're almost there. You don't understand that the green flame is a baking flame. Indeed. There's a little voice in the back of my head telling me that something's not right here, guys. You ever have a really self-aware moment where it just feels like you woke up one day and and you wonder how did you get to this moment in your life? 
Cause I'm having a feeling this is one of those days. Oh, okay, we gotta make the green bean casserole, but we got a question for you. Uh, how long do we have to paint the beans? Sorry, paint paint the beans? I think I need to step outside for a moment. Yeah, me was using watercolor, but that washed off really easily. So we found some tempera paint. That was a little better, and they are a nice shade of green now. Well, Mondo, I see you've painted it a nice olive, but I've always preferred like a, a darker or more like a earth green, perhaps. Oh, oh me could take care of that. Just gotta mix a little more black into it. It's, it's gonna turn out real nice. Don't you worry, you pretty little head. Ah, it warms my heart to see a home filled with so many wonderful, delicious smells and loving family. Sydney, neither of those things are happening right now. You said you'd break my kneecaps. Okay, you see your things your way, Grinch, and I'll see them my way. Hmm, play a show, play a show. Yeah, okay, alright folks, our last episode of the day is of the Great Gildersleeve. I have a feeling today's gonna end in food poisoning, but, you know, that's just me. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, you know, makes Philadelphia brand cream cheese. The cream cheese that's been famous for quality since 1880. Delicious, creamy white Philadelphia brand is so popular, it outsells all other brands of cream cheese combined. Enjoy it often. Just be sure you get genuine Philadelphia brand when you buy. Look for the red Kraft K on the silvery package. Remember, there's only one Philadelphia brand cream cheese, and it's made by Kraft and guaranteed fresh. Well, it's the evening before Thanksgiving, and Summerfield, like many other places, is blanketed with snow. The great Gildersleeve walked home through it as part of his training for his bout with old Tom Turkey tomorrow. And we might add that the water commissioner is in the pink of condition. Hello, everybody. I'm home. Oh, hello, Auntie. Well, Marjorie. Say, that's a tantalizing aroma coming from the kitchen. Uh Uh-huh. Bertie's cooking the turkey for tomorrow. Good. I think I'll go back and take a look at it. Now, Auntie, don't start sampling it tonight. No, I won't. That turkey isn't going to get the best of me this time. In fact, I plan to eat light. Light meat. (laughs) Hello, Bertie. Isn't this still, please? Hiya. Leroy, what are you doing over there by the oven? Me? Leroy's watching the turkey, and I'm watching Leroy. (laughs) It's a good idea. Anki's here now, Bertie. You better double the watch. Yes, ma'am. Everybody stand back now. Bertie's going to baste it. Uncle, we got a 24-pound turkey. Say, isn't he a whopper? 24 pounds and five of us to eat it. Oh, boy, that's nearly five pounds apiece. Um, Bronco and I may not be here for dinner, Anki. He's trying to get tickets for the football game tomorrow in Center City. Oh, that's too bad. We'll miss you, my dear. Well, you know how Bronco is about a football game. Yeah. It was such a big dinner. And we ought to invite somebody to share it with us. Leroy, there's a pretty little girl staying at Mr. Bullard's. Invite Babs? You, why not? Yes, why not? The pretty little girl has a pretty mother, Auntie. You have, naturally. If we invite Babs, we should invite her mother. (laughs) Yeah. Come along, Leroy. Let's slip on our overshoes. 
know on Thanksgiving, Uncle. Yeah, makes things pretty cozy. Right, George, I'm glad I thought about asking Paula and Babs over. What if Mr. Bullard won't let them come? Yeah, Leroy, Mr. Bullard doesn't boss everything. It's none of his business if his sister wants to spend Thanksgiving with friends. Since when has Mr. Bullard considered you a friend? My boy, it's Thanksgiving. It's the time when we should all be friends. Okay. While you ring your friend's doorbell, I'll cover you with a snowball from behind this tree. <laughs> Careful, Leroy. You sure make a good target against that fort flight, huh? Yeah, Leroy. Turn sideways and I'll knock the ashes off your cigar. Leroy, watch it. Oop, here it comes. Yoker. <laughs> Buller's window. <gasps> Leroy, you shouldn't run. What's going on out there? Guess I'd better run. What are you kidding? Oh, it's you, Gildersleeve. A big fat kid. <laughs> yeah, oh, Mr. Bullard. Gildersleeve, did you break my window? No, but I'll gladly pay for it. Leroy was aiming at me and missed, but I'll pay for it. If he'll aim again at you and hit, I'll pay for it. <laughs> now, Mr. Bullard, I'm sorry it happened. It was an accident. Fortunately, it's just a pane out of the storm window. Gildersleeve, why did you come over in the first place? Well, I came over to see if I couldn't take your sister and little Babs off your hands for Thanksgiving. They're spending the holiday out of town. We are? I didn't know Paula was planning a trip. Should you have been consulted? Well, no, not necessarily. But she might have said goodbye. Well, now that you mention it, she did leave a message for you. You? Yeah, what was it? She said goodbye. <laughs> so, goodbye. You wait a minute. Mr. Bullard. If you don't mind, I'll talk to you through the peephole. It's cold out there. Well, about the broken window. You shouldn't pay for the pain. Gildersleeve, I've been paying for a pain ever since you moved across the street. <laughs> Even on Thanksgiving, he's a hard man to like. Put the money on a stick and poke it through the people so he can't bite my hand. Mr. <laughs> Gildersleeve. Yes, Bertie. Will Mr. Bullard's sister and little Babs be here for dinner tomorrow? No, they're out of town, Bertie. Unless Mr. Bullard has them locked up in the attic. Yes, sir. You're fooling, ain't you? Yes, I guess so. Bertie already put their names in the pot. Too bad they can't be here. If Miss, Miss Marjorie and Mr. Bronco go to that football game, we're going to have more dinner than we know what to do with. Well, Leroy and I will do our best by it. Oh, I'm counting on you and Leroy to eat double. But we're loaded. Of course, a lot of people ain't going to have a big Thanksgiving. Well, it's true, Bertie. A lot of people just going to squeak by. We're pretty lucky, Bertie. Yes, sir. I've been thinking about that while I was basting that big turkey, Mr. Gilsey. Yes, Bertie? You remember the little boy that wandered in here from the children's home last Halloween? You, Mike Smith. That's right. The little lost ghost. Cute kid. Say, I wonder what kind of Thanksgiving dinner he's going to have. 
Oh, you have a good dinner, but he may not have as much as we've got. Bertie, after church in the morning, why don't I drive over and pick up little Mike? Yes, sir. Now we're lining up a real Thanksgiving. Yeah, come to think of it, Thanksgiving is no good if you don't share it. That's what the Indians did. On the first Thanksgiving, they had a lot of food and they shared it with the pilgrims. Well, the Indians have nothing on the water, Commissioner. The little pilgrim will be the guest of Big Chief Running Water. Yes, sir. <laughs> I get it. Good evening, sir. Evening, Bertie. Well, Judge, come in. Hello, Gildy. I didn't want to be late for Thanksgiving dinner, so I thought I'd come and spend the night. <laughs> Well, we'd love to have you, Horace. But you told me you had an engagement. As a matter of fact, I have. So I dropped by to bring a little sweet meat for your festive board tomorrow. Oh? Here you are, Bertie. Thank you, Judge. What's in this jar? It's cranberry relish that I prepare myself. <laughs> you make cranberry relish, Judge? Yes, indeed. I didn't know you so handy around the kitchen. Well, Bertie, I spend most of my idle hours on culinary experiments. I'm writing a cookbook. Yofer. I think it's nice the judge is so handy in the kitchen. Thank you, Bertie. Yes, sir. The judge is a handy man. He spends his working hours with the law book and his idle hours with the cookbook. That's about it, Bertie. Yes, sir, Miss Gilsley. That's why the judge can come up with cranberry relish. He spends his working hours with the law book and his idle hours with the cookbook. Yeah, I know, Bertie. Miss Gilsley, do you know why the judge can come up with cranberry relish? Yes, Bertie. That's right. He spends his working hours with the law book and his idle hours with the cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, you have quite an admirer in Bertie. Well, the feeling is mutual, Gildy. I'm sorry I won't be here to sample Bertie's Thanksgiving dinner. Well, Marjorie and Bronco may not be here either. But I'm inviting little Mike from the children's home. Ah, oh, the little fellow who was lost on Halloween. Yeah, Mike's going to be our guest of honor. <laughs> Gildy, you're a shining example of the spirit of Thanksgiving. Well, that's not all I planned to do. I went over to invite Mrs. Winthrop and Babs, but... Old Bullard said they were out of town. Oh, so Rumson is spending Thanksgiving alone? I didn't ask him, Judge. I don't care where he spent it. Well, I know Rumson Bullard is difficult at times, but he's a lonely man. I think he wants to be alone. I'm not so sure, Gildy. Perhaps we just don't understand him. I know I don't. Be that as it may, at a time when the peoples of the world are divided, suspicious, and working at cross-purposes... It seems the least we can do is set an example of amity and accord here at home. You have. Chances are the world could achieve more harmony around the Thanksgiving table than around the conference table. You're probably right, Judge. I hadn't looked at it that way. Right, George, I'll invite Bullard tomorrow. <laughs> It's nice of you to join us for dinner today, Mike. It's nice of you to invite me, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> you will have a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't think to ask Mrs. Foster when I should bring you home. Just take me back and I'm good and full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty to eat, all right. Bertie has a turkey almost as big as you are. I don't know if I can eat that much. <laughs> well, I'll help you. You ought to be a big help. I wonder how 
how he meant that. A lot of us kids are going out for dinner today. Yeah, good. Boy, I like Thanksgiving. How many times a year does it come? Well, only once, Mike. But Christmas will be here soon. Yeah, that's when Santa Claus comes. Yeah, I'll bet you get a lot of presents. Yeah, Bobby's even getting a mother and father for Christmas. You? Who's Bobby? He's my friend. Yeah, I see. Well, here we are. Remember this house? This is where you found me when I got lost. <laughs> That's right. I sure was dopey to get lost. Well, if you had to get lost, we're glad you picked our house. Thank you. Oh, before we go in, Mike, let's go across the street and ask someone else to dinner. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to invite the man who lives in this big house. He's all alone today. But that big house, why is he all alone? Well, Mike, you know how it is. Do I? Well, this man's a little difficult to understand. It seems he hasn't many friends. Why? Well, sometimes he isn't as nice to people as he could be. But we're going to be nice to him. You see, I feel sorry for Mr. Bullock. Is that his name? Yes, yeah, that's his name. Oh, it's you, Gildersleeve. Good morning, Mr. Bullard. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Bullard? I'd like you to meet a little friend of mine, Mike Smith. How do you do, young man? Hello, Mr. Bullard. Uh, little Mike's from the children's home. He's having dinner with us. Yeah, turkey. Oh, splendid. I hope you enjoy your dinner, Mike. Uh, Mr. Bullard? Yeah? I'd like you to join us, if you will. Me? Well, that's very thoughtful of you. Well, Mr. Bullard, it's Thanksgiving, and... You're all alone. Yeah, and Mr. Gildersleeve says he don't have very, ma very many friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh? Well, what I meant was... For your information, Gildersleeve, I have countless friends. I'm having dinner today at my club. Yeah, Mr. Bullard, let's not have another misunderstanding. I really wish you'd come with us. Yeah, Mr. Gildersleeve feels sorry for you. <laughs> oh, is that so? Gildersleeve, I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. You enjoy your dinner, and I'll enjoy mine. Good day. <laughs> Mike, what are you going to do with a fellow like that? Mrs. Foster would send him to bed without any dinner. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. Want to make luscious, rich frostings and smooth, perfect fudge every time? Fudge and frostings that are bound to be perfect, that need no cooking? You can do it a brand new way, a way you've probably never thought of. You do it with Philadelphia brand cream cheese. That's right. Philadelphia brand cream cheese is the magic ingredient that makes fudge and frosting more delicious more consistently perfect than ever before. Have a pencil and paper handy, and in just a minute I'll tell you where to write for your free, that's right, free pamphlet with more than 20 easy recipes for making wonderful fudge and frostings with Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Now, maybe you're thinking that fudge and frosting made with cream cheese would have a cheese flavor, but they don't. Wonderful Philadelphia brand cream cheese gives you fudge and frosting with a perfect, delicate, rich taste. Because Philadelphia cream cheese is made with fine milk and thick cream. This fudge and frosting has a special freshness, too. 
because Philadelphia brand cream cheese is guaranteed fresh by Kraft. And Philadelphia brand gives fudge and frosting a truly marvelous texture, never grainy, never too hard, never too soft, but always smooth. Just be sure you use genuine Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Look for the red Kraft K that's on every silvery package of genuine Philadelphia brand. Remember, genuine Philadelphia brand cream cheese is made only by Kraft. Now, to get your free pamphlet with more than 20 easy recipes for Philly fudge and frostings, simply drop a postcard to Kraft Kitchen, Box 6567, Department G, Chicago 77, Illinois. That address again, Kraft Kitchen, Box 6567, Department G, Chicago 77, Illinois. Right tonight. the great Gildersleeve has caught the Thanksgiving spirit. He invited little Mike from the children's home. He even invited Big Bad Bullard to share his turkey, but Bullard insisted on not coming. Now it looks like there will be several empty places at the table. Uncle Morris. Yes, Marjorie? I'm leaving now. Bronco got tickets for the football game. Oh? Uh-huh. He's down getting gas, and I'm going to meet him out front. We're a little late. Well, sorry you can't be with us for dinner. But before you go, I want you to meet little Mike. Mike? Yeah, Mike. He's in here with me, testing the turkey, Mr. Gildersleeve. You don't spoil his dinner, Bertie. No, sir. You better send him in. I want Marjorie to see him. Who did you want to see me, Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, Mike, this is my niece, Marjorie. Hello, Mike. Hello. What's a niece? Well, in this case, she's somebody I'm uncle to. Are you here for dinner, too? Well, I live here, but I can't be here for dinner. You'll excuse me, won't you? Well, I don't know. She and her husband are going to a football game, Mike. Would you rather see a football game than eat turkey? No, but our college is playing. Isn't anybody going to eat Thanksgiving dinner with us? Well, Leroy will be here. He's over on the hill with his sled. What about Mr. Bullard, Unky? He expressed regrets. Bullard style. He's all alone. We <laughs> feel sorry for him. You feel sorry for it. Okay. Oh, oh, that's Bronco. Well, Mike, I'm awfully glad you came. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mrs. Marjorie. Mike, it's just plain Marjorie. But you've got a husband. That makes you missus. <laughs> well, I'll still be Marjorie to you. Goodbye, Auntie. Ta-ta, my dear. What'll we do now, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, it's quite a while until dinner, and I'm out of cigars. Why don't we drop by Mr. Peavy's and then join Leroy for a sled ride? Okay. Shall we go back and help Bertie taste the turkey before we go? Well, I guess we could take a little sliver where it won't show. What can I do for you today? Yeah, I need some cigars, Petey. I took a chance on your being open today. Well, I'm closing in a little while. Your uh, usual brand? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Petey, aren't you going to say hello to Mike? Is she here? Yeah. Well, I didn't see you down there below the counter. Hello, Mikey. Hello, Mr. Peavy. Uh, here, Mike. Let me lift you up on one of these stools. 
Oh, I can climb up. He's having Thanksgiving dinner with us, Petey. Oh, you don't say. You care to have a soda on the house, Mike? No, I guess it's each boiler dinner. He didn't give me a chance to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better save up. We have a big dinner to take care of. There aren't many people eating with Mr. Gildersleeve and me. Well, Marjorie and Bronco are going to the game over in Center City, Petey. Well, if it was 40 years ago, I'd go out there and sit in the snow myself. Mr. Gildersleeve, can I whisper something? You, Al? Excuse us, Petey. Very yeah, well. What is it? Why don't we ask Mr. Peavy over for dinner? Well, that's a nice thought. I'm sure his dinner's all planned, but why don't you ask him? Okay. Mr. Peavy? Oh, am I included now? Yes. Would you like to come over and help us eat our turkey? Well, I'll be eating at home, Mike, but thank you just the same. That's all right. I thought you might be lonesome. You like Mr. Peavy has a wife at home. He doesn't get lonesome. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Last Thanksgiving, I would have taken you up on the invitation. Oh? Just happened that I was alone. We'd planned on having a turkey, but Mrs. Peavy went to visit her mother instead. Wish she'd visit, wish she'd visit her mother again this year. How's that? So you'd be lonesome enough to eat with us. <laughs> yeah, Peavy, Mike is bound and determined to fill every place at the table. Hey, isn't that Mr. Bullard parking the big car out front? Yes, it is. He's coming in here. He's still alone. Why don't we give him another chance to eat with us? No, Mike. Maybe he wants to be coaxed. I do sometimes. I even get under the bed and won't come out. <laughs> well, all right. Just for you, Mike, I'll ask him once more. Uh, how do you do, Phoebe? Well, hello, Mr. Bullard. Hello, Mike. Hello. Uh, hello, Mr. Bullard. Oh, hello. <laughs> what a cold fish. Go ahead, Mr. Gildersleeve. Ask him. Ask me what? Uh, well, uh, Mr. Bullard, if you'd care to reconsider, the invitation to dinner is still good. Well, thank you, Gildersleeve, but I have plans of my own. Well, we'd love to have you come to our house. Gildersleeve, stop nagging at me to come to your house. You're all right. You have your dinner, and I'll have my party at the club. Oh, uh, Peavy, I want five pounds of your best after-dinner mint. My, my. Five pounds? You must be having a big party. Oh, yes, yes, I am. Thanksgiving is a day to gather your friends around you. And although I may not be considered popular by one of my neighbors, I have many friends. Uh, Peavy, make that ten pounds of mint. Ten pounds? <laughs> I'm glad I opened up today. Stuffed shirt. Must be inviting his whole club. How much will that be, Peavy? Well, it comes to seven dollars, but of course it's a lot of mint. You must not be having anything for dinner but mint. <laughs> Mike. Uh, there you are, Peavy. These mints should be the crowning touch after my friends and I enjoy a hearty meal. We're having vichyssoise, a tossed green salad with anchovies, roast pheasant, golden pheasant. You might. <laughs> wild rice, of course, candied yams, and for dessert, flaming plum pudding. It sounds mighty good. Mr. Gildersleeve, maybe he'd invite us to his dinner. <laughs> right, come with me. We have to pick up Leroy. Thanks for picking me up, Unc. Well, it'll soon be time for turkey. Or did I work up an appetite? 
appetite sliding on the hill. I'm hungry, too. Me, too. The three of us will have a fine time. Isn't Mr. Bullard coming? No. Bullard's invited a lot of people out to his club for a fancy dinner. Vichy Schwartz. <laughs> Leroy, it was nice of you to take me down on the hill on your sled. Oh, that's okay. Forget it. I like you, Leroy. You do? Why? I don't know. I guess it's like Mrs. Foster says. She says little boys always want to be like big boys. Well, I... I am getting pretty big, I guess. Uh, Mike, someday you'll be as big as Leroy. I don't know if I'll ever get that big. <laughs> you know, Mike, I sort of like you, too. Thank you. Hey, we're coming close to where I live. Yeah, that's your home, my boy. Hey, look, stop the car. You are, Leroy. Just stop the car. Well, you're all right. Why are we stopping here? I haven't had dinner yet. Uh, yes, Leroy, why are we stopping? Unc, could we get some more little kids like Mike and take them home to dinner? Leroy, that's a wonderful idea. Oh, boy. Leroy, can I go in and see who's that? Sure. Caddy, Unc. You bet. Run on in, Mike, and round up a car full. We'll wait. Oh, boy, I've been wanting to invite somebody. Yeah, what a fine little fellow. Yeah, he's okay. And Leroy. Yeah. There's another fine fellow sitting right next to me. Oh, heck. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the way to have Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Invite people to dinner who will appreciate it. To heck with Bullard. Let him have his big dinner with all his fine friends. Hey, Mr. Gildersleeve, Leroy. Yeah, I didn't expect you back so soon, Mike. Where are all the kids, Mike? They've all gone out. They have? But do you know who's sitting in there with no place to go? Who? Mr. Bullard. Mr. Bullard. <laughs> Come on out, Mr. Bullard. They know you're in there. Well, what do you know? Imagine that. Hello, Mr. Bullard. Oh, uh, uh, hello. It was leaving me, right? Hi. Hey, Mr. Bullard, you're the last man I expected to see here. Oh, well, I thought I'd come over and take some of the children to dinner. You're not the only one who can entertain friends. And, uh, well, good day. I think I'll take my mints and go home. You wait a minute, Mr. Bullard. Yes. Yeah, I thought you were going to have a big party at your club. Well, I intended to, Gildersleeve, but a lot of pushy people like you have taken all the children. Well, we didn't get our share. There's room for one more. You mean? Uh... Yeah. How many times do we have to ask you? <laughs> well, Come on, Mr. Bullard, I... I'll get in the back seat with you. All right, all right. Thank you, Leroy. Thank you. Right, George Bullard, this is a fine idea. I'm so glad you're going to be with us. Thank you, Gildersleeve. <laughs> Don't cry, Mr. Bullard. You have more friends than you thought you had. Yes, sir. There's something about Thanksgiving. This is Gildersleeve again. Thanksgiving is a holiday we Americans cherish. It's a part of our national tradition. And more than that, it shows how our way of life in this country has always been linked so closely with religion. These days, I think we all realize how important it is that we strengthen our faith for ourselves and our children. Take someone to church this week. You'll both be richer for it. Good night.
All right, welcome back to Yesterday Today, and uh, as we approach the end of the show, we, uh, we're we all gathered here around the uh, table for, for Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, we got we got uh, Mondo over here on my left, uh, we got Willie next to him, Billy, there's McLean, we got Sydney and myself, and we got this bountiful feast before us, and Sydney, are we off the hook for your union? Are we going to get our kneecaps smashed now, or are we good? Are, are, are we good? Are we done now? Because we, we've fulfilled our end of this. Are we done? <laughs> Not so fast, gentlemen, not so fast. I need that turkey brought in on a tray, if you will. Oh, it's it's already on the table, Sydney. Put it on the tray, go back in the kitchen and come out again, and present it like in the Norman Rockwell painting where the woman's holding it at that weird angle, sitting it on the table, and looks like she's about to fall over with it. That's what I need, brother, that's what I need. I want a Norman Rockwell painting right now. Well, well whatever you do, don't touch that turkey with your bare hands. It'll make your skin flare up. Oh, be got it, be got it, be got it. Hold on, we will do it, we will do it. <laughs> okay, all right, now, okay. Norman Rockwell moment. Here we go. Da, 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 da. There we go. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Mondo. That was, that was very worth it. Um, that was touching. I feel sentimental already. I'm a good now, Sydney. Can we, can we leave? Because I really don't want to eat any of this. I am, I'm getting queasy just being here. If you had read the fine print of the union agreement, part of having a complete Thanksgiving dinner is eating the Thanksgiving dinner with a sufficient amount of awkward family small talk. And I think it's going to help if uh, we start some kind of political argument, too, because I hear that's what families do at Thanksgiving. I'm not really sure. Uh, confession time, gentlemen. I've never actually had a family Thanksgiving because my family was always repelled by the side of me, and that's why I have this deep longing need for one and have conned you into doing this because it was my own socially awkward way of getting people to invite me over for Thanksgiving. Boy, I really just uh, self-disclosed a lot there. Anyway, uh, political small talk, that's right. Hey, which politician do you like? He's the worst, I hate him. He's literally a Nazi. I was about to say that that was very touching, uh, Sydney. you know. Um, I didn't realize that you had gone through so much and it kind of makes me, makes me view a relationship in a different light. Your so. political beliefs are think, stupid think- and I hate them. Now, what's your least favorite amendment to the Constitution? My personal least favorite is the quartering uh, troops in houses part. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Don't even get me started on that. Oy. Can somebody pass Mondo um, all the food on the table? Cause, oh, oh. Mondo, you can have at it. Mondo, breathe, boy. Breathe. You gotta breathe somewhere in there. Mondo, that's my foot. Get your hands off my foot, Mondo. Hey, dude. Right out. Mondo, stop. Billy, no. Get, get away from it, Billy. Okay. Is that all? Is that all the food we had? Mondo, you even drank the hand sanitizer. What's wrong with you, boy? Oh, I thought something was spicy in there. Uh, guys. Oh, oh, oh dear. Rumbly and the tumbly. Okay. We gotta go lie down for a while, huh? Oh boy. Oh dear. Oh boy. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Mondo, if you gotta woof your cookies, that window's still broke. You might want to stick your head out there and let it go. Mondo completely tore the pants off my body and ate the denim. I was keeping your guys' wallets in those pants. <laughs> oh no. That, yeah, that's expected. I should have seen that one coming. Wow, this was more heartwarming than one of those Hallmark Channel movies, guys. I, 
feeling my cup is so full right now. I'm I'm just so thankful for what I've got. I I, I find it hard to, to express the level of, of of gratitude I have for the for the kind act that you've shown me today and for all for all coming together with me so I didn't have to be lonely on Thanksgiving and, and providing me food out of the out of the out of the goodness of your own heart and Oh guys, doorbuster sales are gonna start in about an hour. Who wants to line up outside Walmart with me? Come on, come on, get your coats, get your coats, get your hats, get your coats, come on. <laughs> doorbuster deals, doorbuster deals, doorbuster deals, doorbuster hey, uh, deals. Hey, uh, Sydney, uh, Sydney, I got an idea. See, it, it, it'll work out better if we split up. See, uh, Billy and I'll go to uh, one of the other doorbuster stores and then you boys can all go to that Walmart you're talking about. How's that sound? Sounds good to me, Willie. Tally ho, gentlemen, we have Black Friday bargains to procure! From our family to yours, I guess. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and um, I'm never eating dinner with Sydney again. And, uh. Oh, dad, I'm a crypto fan. Oh, dad, I'm doozy. Alright, come on, Billy. Those uh, Xbox 360s ain't gonna scalp themselves. Dad, you're so out of touch. It's the Xbox One. Come on now. The Xbox One. You, you got to explain this stuff to me. I thought it was the PlayStation 2. If you want to get good at stealing all the latest technology, you got to know what the technology is, Pops. I guess. Kids still want the Wii U, right? Well, it sounds like the Christmas season is off to a sentimental start. McLean, do you want to try rolling Mondo out the door? Or I guess that's a two-man job right there. I'll just, I'll just leave him there for now. Hey.